Hey there, everybody, and welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday broadcast brought to you by Frontline Gaming. I'm your host, Nikki D, and I am usually just the producer of Signals from the Frontline and, of course, your self-proclaimed chief flannel wearer. Now, normally, this is the part of the show where Seth, our competitive correspondent, and Kicker, our sigilite of FLG, would have some things to add, but they are a little busy with travel and some logistics and just getting back to their families from the 2023 Atlantic City Open. We're going to have a lot more to come on that because it was absolutely an amazing event you can see here uh, going from left to right if you're watching us on stream. Uh, Seth, myself, Adam Solis, head judge for Frontline Gaming, Joe from More Games Live, and then, of course, Kicker, which I mentioned that if you're seeing this on stream, this is, of course, the part of the show where I mention, normally Kicker, would mention that if uh, if you're listening to us on the podcast, you should be watching us live, joining us every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. We'll be back to being live shows next week, folks. Don't worry because there's this... There's this little thing called 40K 10th edition. However, I do got to cover a few things and uh, some basics about how ACO went. And uh, I'm going to show some images in the background here while I am talking. Uh, absolutely a great haul, tons of space, lots of room, moving around for tables, which for someone like myself playing six games over two days, you want to have some space to maneuver around. Great access for water, bathrooms, all the things like that that you would want and need to have. Food in the hall, which was great. All the frontline gaming secondhand store items, everything that you need, all in one place. You can't really ask for anything better than that. But uh, actually, you can because you're going to need guys like the Hobby Goblins and others that really helped and were absolutely instrumental in helping set up for the event, making sure that everything runs on time, that we've got great tables and have a great event. So, uh, special kudos to them, Jacob Thayer, and the crew for making that happen. I'll give you a couple of quick notes before we uh, proceed into other items. Seth did give us an update on the flash kits that he has been working on over the last several weeks, and he can confirm that he did have a unit of 10 flash kits get to shoot, all hitting on threes, re-rolling ones. Uh, now, whether it was really effective or not, we'll leave Seth to answer that question next week. That's your hint. You have to come back and watch the show to hear it directly from Seth himself. But then as for our other guys, uh, kicker and uh, and mainly... Uh, than other FLG employee Mike Gandolfo. We we got to share. We got to talk about this meme. Uh, last week, Kicker was not here, but we did have updates for him as he was you know, traveling to the event, doing a little bit of hiking, being your normal outdoorsy wild person, having a good time before they have to you know, be all inundated with the technology, running an event and that sort of thing. And then we also had updates from Mike Gandolfo as he was driving the truck from Las Vegas, Nevada, from FLG headquarters all the way out to Atlantic City. Uh, so uh, really, this was a, a new meme shared in the Frontline Gaming community. As you can see, Kicker as the person on top of the mountain, arms raised in a V. It's my Pearl Jam reference for the night. And then Mike <laughs> Gandolfo in Mad Max there driving the car. Uh, if I had to be excited on top of the mountain or in Mad Max, I would be choosing the, the mountain part myself. But Mike, we love you. We really appreciate all the work that you do to make sure that the Frontline Gaming events can happen. And uh, for the Frontline Gaming community, we thank you all for the memes, the great memes like this. Where would we be in this world without memes? It would just be a much sadder place. Uh, anyways, getting into content for tonight, uh, items that are coming out this weekend. Saturday, Leviathan, you're able to get it, you're able to pick it up. Uh, I have those items shipped out by, uh, by Frontline Gaming. I'm getting my order from Frontline Gaming, which, by the way, whether you need Leviathan, whether you need other items that are coming out this weekend, such as your 40K core rules, your 40K index cards, uh, your Crusade Tyrannic War, or your Chapter Proof Leviathan cards, order those all. There's a link in the show notes with our affiliate link uh, to get those from Frontline Gaming. Get a sweet discount 
and uh, help out the show here. So be sure to get those items. Uh, aside from that, there have been a few other updates in the world of 40K. I'm going to show here uh, my my image that's right there. You can see it right there of some Chaos Space Marines. But really, this is a placeholder. We've had a few updates already for 40K 10th edition. Now, I will admit, folks, going into LVO, I've been really focused on playing 9th edition till the end. So I don't have a lot of information to confirm for you as to what's good, what's bad, what's undercosted, what's overcosted. That is important because last week, last Friday, we did have points that came out. So go and check out some of the FLG affiliate networks for more information on, uh, on what that is looking like, what armies you should be playing, what armies are looking good. Um, I'll give you just my little bit of a hot take um, that, that, that I have. My Necrons that are in the uh, display case, they're, they're off screen. You can't see them. They're not hiding behind the, the space rings. Don't worry. My Necrons, I might actually be playing Necrons for a bit. They, they look real, real good. Gray Tide, Silver Tide, whatever you want to call it. Lots of Necron Warriors. They seem to be back in a big way. And Illuminor Caesaris, who is my favorite painted Necron model I have, he is also looking really, really tasty. So we will see. But uh, anyways, check out information on points. We did also get a rules commentary. Um, this is about 18 pages long, and I haven't had a chance to fully go through and review all that information yet, but a couple things I will be pointing out. There have been questions as to whether or not fly could be used to still go through buildings or whether or not you have to go up, over, up across, and then back down. Uh, the, this does confirm that, yes, you do need to go up, across, and back down. So fly... You know, as a as a as a keyword and as something, it's gonna help mobility, but not really with terrain. Uh, especially if you're infantry, you can just move right through and, and some of those things. The other part that was really mentioned is that that damage, unless there have some in rules, some rules interactions questions on whether or not things like Deathwing Terminators uh, with an enhancement with certain buffs could change damage one or two attacks to zero. That has been clarified. Then unless something says it can set the characteristic to zero, it cannot happen. So. I think that's a good sign. We're already getting some updates. I'm sure there's going to be more to come in the weeks ahead. So we'll be on the lookout for that. We'll have more to cover. And uh, speaking of things to cover, another update that came out today, June 21st, the 40K list builder, or the 40K app. Um, I will say I've already taken a look at this myself. I've already played around with a couple of different uh, list ideas for both my Chaos Demons and my Necrons. The app works pretty well. It's uh, pretty slick. I really like the export function for the app. I'm, big, I'm a big fan of that. Um, and adding in some items, some items with some enhancements or adding units that I wish were a little bit more streamlined. But as a starting point app, very functional. It works. It runs. I think we're good to go. And uh, we'll see what that is going to look like going forward. And then in addition with that today, we do also have um, that those updates for Forge World units, or at least those that are staying in the game, that those also got updated now. There are many of those that are Warhammer Legends as well, uh, which we know cannot be played in the uh, competitive events or the GT mission packs. That's that's okay. Um, not great for some of you. Again, we covered that on last week's show or two weeks uh, two weeks ago and the rules impact there, but uh, we'll have more information to go. So keeping us moving, what else is new on the Frontline Gaming Network or what else is new from the Frontline Gaming team? Uh LVO tickets, those are still on sale. We have covered this already, that if you are thinking of going, or if you want to make sure you get tickets for your event, again, the LVO is going to be held January 18th or 21st at the Rio in Las Vegas. Uh, make sure you go ahead and get your tickets now. Uh, get together with your buddies, with your team. Get your tickets. Get your tickets packaged. Uh, uh, the Frontline Gaming and LVO does have a refund policy, so be sure to read the fine print on those items where if you want to go, if you're thinking about going, um, go ahead and get those get, get those tickets. Tickets and many of the events do sell out. And Kicker will have an update for us next week as to, to the status of those events. Um, but 
Las Vegas Open is a little bit in the future, a few months out, but coming up just next month in Texas is the Lone Star Open with, I think, personally, me personally, one of the best images for uh, for, for an event. Um, Kicker is going to have some updates for us next week on the exact specifics for the event, um, some of the logistics that are there. Um, but if you don't have your tickets yet, um, there are there are tickets available for some of those events. Be sure you sign up. Um, there will also be a coaching session from Vanguard Tactics. So one of the first from 10th edition, which is really exciting. So if you want to go ahead and get ahead of the competition, uh, definitely recommend checking that part out. Um, now, part of the show here, uh, we get to uh, next would normally be the signals short, but we're going to go ahead and skip that because it doesn't work as well if it's just one person here by themselves. Come in next week and you'll get to hear from our team about what we would like to have as Warhammer walk-up songs. If you don't know what that is, look up walk-up songs for baseball. That'll give you a little bit of an idea what that is exactly going to mean. Uh, but going on uh, to the ACO, I'm going to give us a quick recap of the ACO. Uh, first of all, great venue. I've spent time in Atlantic City myself before. Absolutely great venue, great rooms. Saw the picture from the hotel space uh, previously where we were on the gaming floor. Absolutely wonderful. Um, nice market on the first floor as well where if you need to pick up snacks and supplies um, at the end of the day, get some fruit, get some gelato, get a nice uh, cappuccino or something else like that. Absolutely great event. Absolutely fantastic. So from my standpoint, as far as uh, the event venue goes, really, really great. Um, definitely have that. It's a big plus. Um, it's a big plus, too, if you're going and traveling with your Warhammer team. Now, some of you may not have a Warhammer team yet or trying to get into a team. I have to say this event was probably the perfect example of why you should be joining a, a Warhammer team. There were a number there, and I'm just going to call it a couple of the ones that I know, um, those being the Hobby Goblins, which we already mentioned, helping really out with the event setup and, and takedown, etc. Filthy Opossums, they're out of Pennsylvania. Um, there's a number of guys that I know and play on a somewhat regular basis in my, in my area because that is somewhat local to me. Uh, and then as well, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen based in Mar Maryland and Delaware. Um, you, it's a really great experience when you see all these 40K teams, uh, Warhammer teams, because you see it in Age of Sigmar as well. I may not be as well versed in what those teams are, but you see them. You're a recognized group of people in their jerseys, checking in with each other between rounds or even before a round start, pairing goes up and people may be asking, how do I play into this matchup? What do I think about? What do I do? What are the traps? and going off to the table. So it's that little bit of maybe on-site coaching right before you get ready for your event. But then when the day is done, you get to go out and hang out with your team, have dinner with your team, enjoy some late-night activities and festivities with your team. And in some situations, you may see multiple teams coming together and going out for dinner, a group of 15 or 16 guys uh, going to a Mexican restaurant because it turns out when you've got a lot of guys across teams that play each other throughout the course of one or two days, turns out you might like each other and you've got a bunch of new friends that you want to hang out with, uh, not just at the event, but also the next event. So uh, to those guys, again, Hobby Goblins, Filthy Opossums, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, at least from my own opinion, I look forward to seeing you all at the next event. Hopefully it's a frontline gaming event, but uh, if it's before then, as well, I'm going to have a great time, and we're definitely looking forward to it. So, uh, speaking of events and frontline gaming events, uh, we'll cover a little bit on the 40k side of things. The last super major for the uh, for the ninth edition, uh, we did have a top eight cut for the event. Uh, there was one player you'll see him listed there, Sean Naden, who was six and zero. Sean did have to drop at the end of Saturday; he had to go back home, um, and uh, and that part was well known ahead of, ahead of the event. So, Sean, congratulations on 6-0. We would have loved to have seen you competing on the top tables, but totally understand uh, having to head back on Father's Day weekend, no less. So, uh, congrats on that standing. But had a great top eight. That's there a good mix of factions. I personally love the Death Guard list with all infantry models. Um, that's the kind of stuff that you get at the end of an edition, and I really love it. 
Uh, Black Templars, who would have predicted that? Sasha is an absolutely great player. Again, he's local in the Maryland area, well-known here. Uh, Matt Laura, a guy that I know pretty well. I actually got to face him in round four. I was hoping for revenge, even though you may remember, may remember last week I picked Matt Laura to win the event, and I had a chance to knock him off and prevent that from happening, but I, I couldn't I couldn't beat him, folks. He's, he's, he's too good. Uh, but kudos to David Adelman running Yanari. Uh, winning the event, I don't think anybody was really expecting Yanari to win the last Super Major for ninth edition, which is absolutely uh, great. Still a faction that uh, we'll have to keep an eye on uh, if the edition were continuing. But we're moving on to 10th, folks. Uh, speaking of moving on, Age of Sigmar. If you are a Death Faction fan for Age of Sigmar, you are going to love the results from Alex Cosgrove at first place with OCR Bone Reapers. Go Bone Reapers. <laughs> Emma Mangles with Soul Blight Grave Lords, and Christopher Johnson in third place with also Soul Blight Grave Lords. Once you get beyond that, it's a mix of other different factions, but um, it's a good place to be if you're an Age of Sigmar player and you're playing a death faction. They look cool. I know that part myself. I did spend some time walking around the hall, and I did see that there were a lot of the new Seraphon models that were there and that were being played. Uh, unfortunately, just not at that top table level, or or not yet, but they'll, they'll get there, folks. Uh, I think as it comes to dinosaurs, we all know that life will find a way. So uh, we've got that covered as far as our or as far as events. Uh, Seth and Kicker will have more to cover about Atlantic City next week, um, along with, of course, Lone Star Open. Um, but before we wrap up for for tonight's show, uh, I do want to get us to our Hobbly Spotlight. Thanks again to Adam Peterson posting or asking about work in progress from the Frontline Gaming community. So I've got a couple of things that we'll go over here before we wrap up for tonight. Uh, we've got Caleb Wissenbach. And uh, his work in progress for the Lion, uh, who's looking pretty good for 10th edition. So you might be seeing this guy on the table. Uh, look up his index rules, see what he does, see how he impacts that army so you know how to play against him. Uh, next to that, we have from David Chip, a, a Gene Stiller cult character. Um, he And this really good, sweet diorama uh, here piece. I always love centerpiece models like this myself. He says that there's some chipping or glazing that needs to be done, but I got to tell you, this model already looks absolutely amazing to me. Already a big fan. I'll look forward to seeing the the finest the, the finished product um, next week. So David, come back, let us know. And then finally, Patrick Martin with some uh, more leagues of Votan, continuing in a paid scheme. We've seen him some prior episodes. This time, bringing some of the bikes uh, ready to speed into tenth tenth edition. So Patrick, keep up that great work as well. Some really cool stuff. Um, before we wrap it up, I'll give a couple of just a couple of quick shout outs from some of the Frontline Gaming affiliate uh, channels, uh, starting with the Angry Joe show, new addition to the network. But Seth was appearing on that show actually last night. So go check that out. Talking a little bit Warhammer, Warhammer 10th edition. Uh, Vanguard Tactics has some great reviews on 10th edition and the codexes or, or indexes rather how they're looking so far. I've been checking those out myself. Just listened to a couple today on Space Marines, uh, Black Templars, and then uh, Leagues of Votan. So processing a little bit. I'm very much looking forward to to when they get to some of the the better factions. I mean, the ones that I love, the Necrons, the Death Guard, the Chaos Demons, and most importantly, the Blood Angels. Let's go, bring it. Uh, and then finally. New party at the All Points, our uh, Age of Sigmar channel. They catch up on uh, the AOS Worlds event, World Team Championship event. Uh, Dayton is going to be giving some info on that. They also catch up a little bit on the inaugural Falcon tournament held in the uh, east coast of Canada by none other than 40K legend Peter the Falcon, his first event. Uh, so some cool stuff there that they talk about. Um, they also get in discussing who would win a fight between a Dutch and Canadian goose. Um Folks, I don't really have any other context for, for you on that part of it. I, I just read the headlines as they are. So go listen to that episode. Let me and Seth and Kicker next week let us know. Uh, let us know who wins and let us know if you agree with that. That's the kind of cross 
cross-channel content that we need here with uh, Frontline Gaming. So uh, with that, folks, really appreciate you being here. Again, sorry, live chat, we're, we, we miss you, but this means that you just have to be twice as active for next week's show, uh, especially because it'll be 10th edition. And uh, I, I think there's going to be more than a few things that people are going to be eager to talk about for 10th edition. We're not getting to the spiciness right now, but we're going to talk more about 10th edition. We look forward to seeing you here for the show. Uh, but until then, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Signals from the Frontline. Have a great week and see you next Wednesday. <laughs>